You're listening to Market Like a Fintech, a podcast on a mission to find out what marketing strategies and tactics the top fintech companies use to acquire real customers, build a brand, and grow revenue. I'm Araminta, your host for today, a marketing consultant at Mint Studios and partner at the Fintech Marketing Hub. Today, I'm chatting with Dave Wallace from NMD Plus and Aushan Dadan from Whitesite about a fascinating report they recently published on banking and social media. In this episode, we talk about the fintech companies that are doing the best at social media, why incumbents struggle to get engagement, and what fintech should do when it comes to social media. A fascinating report and very interesting discussion. Let's hear from Dave and Afshan. Hi, Afshan and Dave. Thanks for joining me today. I'd like to kick off with a little bit of an intro. If you could tell us what you do and what what your, the company you work for does. Afsham, ladies first, you go. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> you are the sweetest. Um, hi, everyone. I am uh, Afsha. I am the co-founder of uh, Whitesite. We are a fintech research firm. Um, we started out back in 2020. And uh, since then, it's been a while, right, for us. Um, we're aiming to build a data-backed uh, fintech research uh, platform for investors and startups to make action, uh, actionable decisions. And yeah, that's the main uh, vision of the company. And uh, working with Dave so far uh, has been one of our, you know, uh, additional uh, spheres of learning. And yeah, it's been a great uh, experience. Nice. How about you, Dave? So uh, I'm Dave Wallace. I'm founder of a company called NMD+. Plus. So the thing we're really focused on is how do you build kind of richer customer experiences for people in financial services through digital channels? I've spent the last 20 years helping uh, finance companies get online. My background is mainly UX and design and customer experience. And I think the thing that I'd identified or I'd noticed was the fact that much of the work we'd done was about process optimization, not really helping develop kind of richer relationship-based products and services for people online. So uh, I've set up a, a business to kind of really focus on how you can do that. And I think uh, for us, a kind of key area is around hyper-personalization because we think that personalization is underused, overhyped, and, you know, I describe it as the next big frontier in, in financial services. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And we'll kind of touch on that a bit with what we're mainly going to be discussing today, which is your uh, banking social media from around the world report partnership between NMD Plus and Whitesite. In this uh, report, you analyzed 55 banks uh, across the world and according to several parameters, including design, content type, but mainly a focus on how they were doing social media. And um, I think this is a very interesting topic, especially in terms of fintech marketing, because social media does play a huge part of distribution, uh, whether it's product or content. So for those listening who haven't read the report, could uh, one of you tell us or explain to us what this report you know, what consisted of and kind of your approach to doing this survey? So the background to this is one of the things that I personally and with the, the team at NMD Plus have been thinking about was social media outreach and how banks were, were doing social media. Now, the reason we were particularly interested in it was I think social is quite a good 
um, yardstick for how a bank will approach things like content. So, you know, again, one of the things I've been really thinking about is how, like, the digi- digital transformation of banks has focused on technology. It hasn't really focused on customer and and the kind of media and marketing side of things. So, you know, my my little brain, I started going, well, is social media a good way of sort of having a look at how you know prepared banks are um, for 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 kind of doing the sort of content and personalization and all the other bits and pieces? So I set up a benchmark and. Uh, started looking at the UK banks because they were the ones around me. And I think I was pretty horrified by what I found, to be honest with you. I had my suspicions that it was going to be bad, but, you know, it was pretty terrible. So, you, you know, the, the banks in the UK, there was 10 of them that we looked at. There was some neobanks and there was um, some traditional banks and there were some high points and lots and lots of low points, to be honest with you. And, you know, I did a kind of couple of waves of that. I basically paid my daughters to help me kind of do the research um you know so not against child labor or anything like that but it was kind of I, I think we found enough to 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 say well look this is interesting I mean so my conclusion was pretty much like that, that there's very little kind of strategy going into social media um you know the the, the, the I think the neobanks the fintechs were much further ahead in terms of what they were doing but you know overall it sort of seemed like if you imagine that that the world of kind of financial marketing is a garden, the people doing social media were stuck in the shed at the bottom of the garden and weren't very connected to what was kind of going on around. So I was sort of really interested in 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 kind of that. And as I say, you know, there were high points as well as low points. But I then thought, well, actually, you know, it, it's probably not great to do it just in the UK or, you know, that's giving us sort of one view, but there's a kind of world of banking out there. So um, I, I thought, well, actually, let's look to expand this out. So I'd seen a lot of what Whitesight was doing from a kind of fintech research point of view. And I was like, oof, they look like they look like the, the, the people I want to be dealing with. Um, so basically got in touch with uh, Afsham and Sanjeev and said, look, you know, how about we kind of collaborate on doing this research? And they were like, yeah, this sounds really interesting. So um, that's what we did, you know. And um, so Afshan, I don't know if you want to kind of go through the benchmark in a bit more detail um, and sort of what you saw. But basically they took, you know, what was there in the first place, made it better and, you know, rolled it out across across the world. Yes. Um, what I'd like to add over here was um, we had looked at things, uh, you know, the neobanks, the neobanks which Dave spoke about, we had looked at them from a very um, business model perspective of how they were doing things at the back end, what kind of product development they were doing, what was their strategy in terms of expanding across customer segments or products. And uh, when uh, we saw Dave's work and what he was doing with banking on social, it was a completely new perspective to us. Uh, you know, to look at their social media channels and how they engage with customers over there, how they build a brand on these channels. And we felt it was the right uh, opportunity to collaborate uh, and help out with our research work there. And of course, um, expanding the uh, scope to the uh, global scenario and looking at different banks from different regions and what they're doing was uh, like even more welcome. And uh, what Dave supplied to us with the framework, which was pretty elaborate in terms of looking at qualitative as well as quantitative uh, parameters, 
we added on a few more things like looking at the tone of the posts, looking at additional tools they're using and all in all, in the end, it was a quite an overwhelming, uh, you know, data set which we were uh, left with and we went crazy analyzing it and coming up with different insights from it. So could you tell us what exactly you were looking at? Because we're talking about social media, but there's more specifics here. So in the report, you mentioned follower count, engagement. Um, what are the parameters that you're looking at? Right. So um, the uh, on high level, we did start out with the four platforms of Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And across all of them, there were some set of questions which were uh, uniform for all of them, whereas some which were, you know, platform specific. So it was also looking at the overall layout of the platform and how they were using it, um, using the imagery, different kinds of videos or creative images, uh, looking at the quality of the posts themselves, whether they were, you know, making an effort to be more customer centric. Um, and also looking at parameters like were the did the posts have a certain structure to them? Were they targeted at a specific audience? Were they targeted uh, towards a specific product of theirs? And in terms of numbers, uh, the you know the usual suspects of likes, comments, shares, views, all of that, and what kind of frequency they had on their posts. So it was pretty you know in detail of uh, across all the platforms. It's sort of the mix between the subjective and the objective. And I think one of the things that we've done is is um, in sort of one of the earlier waves I did with the UK was some weighting around the parameters that we've got as well. So, you know, I did a bit of research with some customers and just sort of got them to kind of rank things as they sort of saw them and combined it with my own thoughts around kind of ranking and weighting. And I think that was then validated by the team at, team at Whiteside as well. But I think the, the kind of critical thing is to have a kind of uh, is to have a benchmark which is used by a kind of team uh, which is basically looking to compare apples with apples because I think it's it's quite quite difficult unless you've got something kind of like a it's sort of spreadsheet based which you're going down and kind of marking it's quite difficult to kind of get a proper view across all of these uh, across all of these um, sites and services. And I saw also you had a NMD plus social score, uh, which I thought was an interesting tool. Can you tell us a little bit what that what that tool is and how you yeah what does it mean? So so that I mean it's basically you take the you take the the scores of each of the parameters you take the weighted score, and then basically what we've got is a kind of total score in terms of of each of the each of the banks that we looked at. So we can basically go across each of the platforms and see how each of the banks has performed against um, the parameters um, for each of the each of the platforms. But we also then can give them a total as well. So, you know, what that means is we can kind of see where, where you know, I guess um, a, an organisation has kind of focused its social media attempts, if indeed it has been kind of focusing anywhere. And, you know, we can see if there's sort of, uh, if there's sort of, consistency across the channels and things like that but it's just it's a neat way of kind of basically saying well look you know where where are people kind of putting their their kind of time and energies into from an investment point of view and you know again it gives us a kind of ranking so we can kind of look at who who the best performers are and who the not so good performers are so this this report kind of served as a way of seeing uh who or which financial services companies, both fintechs and incumbents, are putting effort into social media, 
which ones are actually seeing results from it. And maybe finally, you know, what can others learn from it or other fintech companies? Is that like three kind of main reasons? Yeah, I think there's that. I mean, I, I think the other thing is, um, is, is also looking at things like follower numbers. Because again, what, what we see is without any effort, some banks are getting massive numbers of followers. I mean, you know, I think uh, BBVA or um, they, they've got sort of 9 million followers on Facebook. And, you know, they haven't actually tried to get those 9 million followers, I'm afraid to say, based on what we can see. Um, and, you know, so what we're, what we're also looking at is kind of what's going on from a kind of customer point of view. So, you know, genuinely, the, the numbers are going up, you know, month on month of people who are following their bank. So anyone who says, well, why would anyone want to follow their bank on social media? That, that So many reasons, to be honest with you, but they're starting to follow their banks on social media. And I think it's important to kind of have that view and say, well, look, you know, what's what's the sort of followers against the kind of effort uh, that's been put in? Because, you know, if you've got 9 million followers on Facebook, that's 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 an awful lot of people, isn't it? You know, and that the potential to kind of make those people happy or satisfy them or kind of sell to them or, you know, educate them or whatever is is, is sort of huge. So I think, you know, as I say, it's important to kind of have a look at the kind of customer versus what the, the, the bank view is. Yeah, I like what you say that social media serves as a kind of yardstick to see how much a financial services company is focusing on their customers rather than the technology. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of, a, again, I mean, I don't want to go into specifics. They're kind of in the report, but there's banks with these sort of TV viewing figures in terms of followers who then do one post on mm-hmm. on, on on Facebook. And you go, well, I mean, if I was a customer, I'd go, well, do you not care about me? You know, I've actually decided to opt in and I've decided to follow you and you're basically throwing me a tiny little morsel once a month, you know. And I I guess I understand why that might be, because I think a lot of these organisations are driven by fear. They're worrying that, you know, what their customers are going to do is start moaning, complaining through these channels. But their customers are going to do that anyway, you know. Their job is to take that and say, well, how do you kind of turn that into a much more positive conversation? So, you know, if you can impact things at a very sort of small level, you know, the the ramifications are kind of huge going forward. So, you you know, just an example is I, I, Lloyd's, not in this way, but in, in previous ways, actually spent a lot of time and effort on their Facebook. And you could see the conversation had gone from being sort of negative to being, you know, much, much more positive. And it's sort of people are responding to the effort that's kind of going in. And I think um, it, it just kind of shows, I think, at the heart of it, like who is who, who, who really is beginning to understand their customer and, and kind of connect with them. So I'd love to dive into the findings now. Obviously, people can go away and read the report for themselves, so we don't have to go through the entire report or anything but and i know that the you have quite a few findings actually there's a you know quite a complete bullet point list um so we don't have to go through all of them but which ones do you find the most interesting or you think are the most relevant of all those uh, findings i think uh, the 
the primary ones which uh, Armenta, as you pointed out, you know, come to mind that you think, oh, the neo banks are going to perform better than the incumbent banks, and they're going to have their strategies which are much more vibrant and bold. There were some places where that did happen, but we were more surprised to find that in uh, countries or in regions like Latin America and Africa. Um, and surprisingly, even in Australia, the incumbent banks were outperforming the neo banks in terms of being active on social media and uh, doing things in a much more structured manner. And obviously, we do have, you know, the top three, which were the neo banks, and uh, they did have the valid reasons for being the top three. And I think Dave can speak a lot on on the top three banks and what they did. But uh, what I found interesting was what the incumbents were doing in terms of their efforts at uh, being better on social media. Yeah, I mean, and I think just picking up on that, I think Africa and LATAM, you know, overall the schools were kind of better for many of the organizations in those regions. And I think, you know, I mean, we can hypothesize as to why that might be, but I'm guessing you know a lot of the a lot of the banks in um markets such as the, the the UK and Europe and the US are you know they're old institutions who have kind of very set ways of doing things they have kind of budgets and they're pointing their marketing is kind of pointing in a very distinct way whereas i think in some of these other regions there's a, a, a opportunities within these sort of perhaps smaller organizations to be a bit more innovative in terms of what they're doing. And I think, you know, again, there's no doubt that from a kind of consumer point of view, you've seen a massive rise in kind of social media adoption in these channel in these countries and regions as well. And they've just managed to kind of connect more effectively with the consumers there. And I think it's because they don't have that sort of legacy marketing thinking, perhaps. And you think that's why neobanks in Western countries are doing better than incumbents, essentially, is because also they don't have that legacy infrastructure. I, I, th- I think that's that's absolutely right. I mean, I look if we anyone started a bank tomorrow, I'm pretty sure that if you think about marketing or you've thought about marketing, you're not going to go well. Let, what's the biggest billboard or the biggest TV spot that we can find? You're going to go. How do we? basically use social media to our advantage because we know that that's where the customer is. So if you look at, um, you know, the, the bank which scored the highest who, you know, shines like a, a I mean, a, a, an example to the rest of the world of new bank, you know, they're a very new bank on, they're, they're a new bank on the scene, um, but they industrialise their approach to social media. So you know, one of the things that the, that we had a look at was kind of social media teams to kind of get a view as to how many people are actually supporting these organisations. And, you know, from what we could see is Newbank had about sort of 25, 30 people who are just focused on social media. And that's content, that's kind of platform specialists, that's uh, measurement, that's kind of brand, all of it kind of, as I say, industrialised rather than you know, I think for most organisations being kind of cottaged industries. So, you know, I think the, the the investment for marketing for a lot of these neos is going into social media rather than into more traditional platforms. So I think that's that, that's that's right. They don't have that legacy thinking, uh, which the other organisations tend to have. Mm, that's quite interesting. And you also you also you, you just mentioned the top three. Uh, the three fintechs or three financial services companies that kind of did the best at social media. Could you briefly summarize what those three um, neobanks uh, are 
and why they're the top three? So the, the top one is Newbank. And I think, you know, again, it's really worth just sort of spending a short while having a look at their different kind of social media uh, presences. Because what you then see very, very quickly is uh, a tremendous consistency in terms of things like colour. So Newbank has purple. Um, and, you know, they unashamedly use their purple right across social media. So even uh, when customers are kind of doing things like tweeting, uh, the images that, that customers use tend to use the purple. So there's a real consistent, there's a lot of um, a lot of engagement that they've kind of managed to get. I mean, again, another good example is LinkedIn. Like what they understand about LinkedIn is that kind of companies they need their employees to be advocating for them as much as possible on LinkedIn. That's how you kind of get eyeballs. And I think they've really understood that. So their their employees are all brilliant advocates and they kind of, I don't know whether they're using uh, tools like Elevate and w- or whether Elevate still exists, but, you know, LinkedIn has tools where employees can kind of like and share each other's each other's um, posts and they use whatever's there to kind of full full advantage i think again chime which was number two um so chimes uh an american a us-based uh neobank they they're very consistent in their story you know they pick up on particular themes and you know there's a, a lot like in february which you know, their big theme was around tax year and kind of filing tax reports and you know there was consistency in terms of messaging and then you know, so I think they're, they're, they're great. Um, and then the third one was Monzo. And I think Monzo, again, a real kind of poster child for how to do things right in terms of in terms of social media. And I think, you know, what they've got is a, a team, you know, a very small team, but their team are very good at kind of picking up the Monzo brand, the Monzo spirit and kind of making the most of that. So you kind of see uh, they take take delight in sort of quirky posts which people kind of really respond to positively and you know they get their quirky posts get a lot of traction beyond the sort of monzo audience themselves um but you know it's sort of good quirky rather than you know as i call it dad can dance can't dance type quirky where people are just trying too hard and failing miserably and you know they also then tackle sort of serious topics as well so you know they've um, made a lot out of the kind of gambling blocks that they've put in place and, you, you know, create some really good stories around that. So I would say they're just those three organisations, what they've done with social is they've, they've industrialised it. As I say, that's the kind of critical word is they, they've focused on it rather than, I think, with some organisations, it sort of feels like the youngest person in the bank's been given an iPhone and told to come up with their social media strategy. And it's a you know, that kind of is reflected, to be honest with you. Well, it sounds like you're saying they've just invested a lot of time and resources into social media and they take it seriously. Absolutely. Right? Well, it, and, it, you know, the fact that you wouldn't take it seriously is a kind of a real, that's a surprise. So, you know, again, I've explained my background is user experience and design. So, you know, I've helped banks over the years, delivered online banking, mobile you know, I really think socials the socials are kind of channel in the same way that mobile and kind of the web has been de- uh, channel. It's a new way of kind of interacting with customers. I mean, you know, if you look at a lot of the most successful retail brands, they've pushed their stores into Instagram. So, 
you know, as well as looking at a post, you can then buy pretty much directly from that post. And, you know, so that the whole world of retail's collapsed. And I think similar things are going to happen in financial services. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, the banks have to go and put their account servicing within Facebook. But, you know, if you look at Facebook, most of what we can see is that the, the banks are punting out content and information rather than thinking about, you know, how can we engage with our customers more effectively? So, there was a there was a, a a bank in New Zealand who opened an actual branch on on Facebook, and I think it became their most popular branch ever because people would turn up and they had queues, and you could talk to Maureen and you know all the other bits and pieces you would kind of expect from a branch, and it was just like a really good way of saying, well, how do you take that Facebook experience and make much more of it? And I think there's a kind of almost a mismatch between like what consumers are doing, what industries like retail are doing, and then what finance is doing through these social media channels. So it's a bit like, you know, I've set up a new business and I can build a website for my new business. And of course I do do that. But where where am I going to spend most of my time? It's going to be in LinkedIn. So most of the effort in terms of our marketing and content and things is going into LinkedIn rather than you know, a few years ago, it would have all gone into our website. And I think it's just sort of different ways of kind of looking at the world. This episode is sponsored by VC Innovations. VC Innovations is a full stack marketing services agency dedicated to innovation industries with a special focus on fintech. They work with businesses across three key areas of marketing, demand generation campaigns and event properties, including the must attend fintech talent festival. Check out vcinnovations.co.uk to find out more. Yeah, and, and in the report, you really, you you analyze four channels, right? Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And they're all so different in many different ways, right? Um, and you've mentioned briefly how for some incumbents, they focus maybe on LinkedIn and Facebook, while others might focus on Twitter and Instagram, um, just from your, you know, you've seen a lot of social media accounts right now, probably. Just from what you've seen, what, what, which platform would you say seems to offer the most traction for fintech companies and banks? I think if I was to start, if I was to advise someone, I would say lean into Instagram. Um, that would be my advice. Why? Because I think what we see is the best engagement that, that overall that banks are getting tends to be in Instagram. So, you know, one of the one of the scores we looked at was followers to likes, basically. And that's actually when you look at that as a kind of it's not very pretty, but where you see the most um the the the, the most kind of commonality between followers and likes, it tends to be on Instagram. So what you you, you see is that if you can get it right, people will engage with you in a in a positive. So, you know, my view is if you're a fintech thinking about sort of social media, I would definitely, I would definitely kind of focus on on Instagram. To be honest with you, um, that's just a you know, it's a kind of personal opinion, and um, uh, but you know, that sort of seemed to be something which was was quite interesting. To be honest, I mean, I don't know, Afshan, I'm probably talking rubbish, aren't I? So. <laughs> 
Instagram, I definitely agree. And what we uh, also found that, you know, there's a lot of effort that needs to go into in- Instagram because it's quite, uh, you know, hard not to crack that way. But uh, what we also saw was uh, banks which do have established communities, um, you know, within their user bases, like, uh, for example, Monzo with its uh, savings squad. Then there was a Kuda Bank from Africa, which had a separate community for uh, just the entrepreneurs which were using their banking services. There was uh, Neon from uh, Mexico, which was uh, having a specific community for uh, people uh, participating in their savings challenges. So for all of these, they found that Facebook was a very good uh, platform to, you know, engage in these community activities and uh, build even engage in community activities as well as build a community uh with their user bases so because facebook gives so many tools which uh you can utilize for everything from building relationships to feedback to promoting other channels videos live streams all of that so that was one effective channel uh, for that and twitter of course for uh, feedback and customer support because that is one thing we found uh, common across all the banks was that they were using Twitter uh, like a lifeline for customer support because that is where people reached out to them with their uh, queries and uh, you know hardships and that is where they got back to them with whatever support they could. So Facebook for community, Twitter for customer service, Instagram for building engagement, I guess, and LinkedIn for employee advocacy. Is that kind of a summary of each channel? Yes, and uh, LinkedIn for uh, for the incumbent bank specifically to showcase their CSR activities as well, because that was one thing uh, which was quite evident across all of them. If I were to ask you, why do you think, maybe fintechs also, because obviously a lot of them don't do also social media properly, wh- what is it they struggle the most when it comes to engagement? You've mentioned that they seem to force some kind of engagement and it seems very fake and I've seen it myself too. Yeah, so why do you think they struggle to get engagement, both fintechs and incumbents? Um, I think the one thing which we had identified was the three pillars of social media, basically, which was quality, consistency and interaction. If you are doing well on all of those three parameters, it's like, uh, you know, the best of uh, all the worlds and you're like at the top of your game. But uh, if you fall back even on one of them, then it's like, uh, you know, punctured tire in your car so because of that um, there were even fintech companies which were lacking behind because they weren't consistent with the posts like posts were done like months apart or there was no activity at all and uh, as you mentioned about there being genuine uh, genuinity in the posts of actual quality content if that wasn't there and if it was just you know a link to a blog shared or just a retweet done there then people are not going to care about what you're talking about so the quality, the quality, consistency and interaction from the bank and from the customers themselves, that is, I, I'd say, the three um, pillars which you need to crack the social media code. One of the things I would do is, is talk to customers or prospects and say, like, you know, what would you expect us to be doing? You know, actually do a bit of research and sort of see what they would expect from you in terms of social media. So. You know, I think there's not enough time spent on kind of insight around all of these things. People just punt stuff out and hope for the best. Now, we all know that when you do social media, if you don't kind of have a post which resonates, it can be um, 
quite demotivating. And I think sort of what you see is a lot of the banks themselves get quite demotivated quickly because they assume that they're going to connect and it just doesn't happen. So actually spending a bit of time and researching isn't a bad thing either. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'd love to hear your ex- your favorite examples of uh, a fintech or an incumbent doing social media well and then one doing it badly. Uh, so maybe just one each. Um, I'll start with you, Afshan. What is like uh, your your favorite example of one doing something well or something badly? Okay, um, I will leave the top three out of it, I guess, because they yeah. are the ones which are doing really well. Uh, apart from the, those, I would have one uh, which was doing really well was uh, Kuda Bank uh, from Africa. So they, you know, the thing about uh, these new age banks is that they resonate so much with the customers. They become, you know, like a brand which the customer would like to advocate for and show off that, oh, I have, I'm a bank, uh, you know, a customer of Kuda Bank. And that was something we saw on their Twitter was uh, the new partnership with one of their brand ambassadors, which got so much attention that all their customers were talking about that, showing off the cards, showing off uh, the partnership uh, or the brand ambassador themselves partnering with the bank, because that was, you know, something which they resonated with um, being the young generation. So that was one uh, which I felt which did really good. And they were so active on Twitter. Their engagement was really good on that. And uh, just another one which I really wanted to highlight was uh, Tinkoff Bank from Russia. If you go and look at their Instagram page, you might think it's like, you know, art influencer account because they uh, showcase their uh, products in such a beautiful and artistic way. Uh, So that was one which I found very unique and people who are doing something very different. So UOB have an Instagram account, which I think is just is really lovely because it it kind of promotes the Asian region, you know, so there's pictures of food and beaches as well as sort of, you know, a bit more around kind of culture and stuff like that. But I thought, you know, actually as a way of kind of getting people in, they, they've really hit it kind of chord. And, um, you know, so I think that's, that's a kind of great example. I mean, I just, I can't, I mean, I sound like such a fanboy, but I can't praise New Bank and, um, I just can't praise them enough, to be honest with you. I just think there's there's shamelessly have a look at what they're doing and kind of look at their focus. And, you know, if you want to know how to do social media properly, start start sort of stealing some of their ideas, to be honest with you, because they've really, really kind of, they, they've really got some good stuff going. I think just um, you mentioned badly. Now, um, I did have an example, but it's gone right. Oh, yeah. So... This is, it's really interesting because BBVA have got a lot of followers and, you know, I think it's like 9 million or something on Facebook. I think the average post gets one like or something. So you, you look at the kind of – and, it, you know, I actually feel quite upset for them because of that because it's not like they're not trying. They do post like every day. and But if you look at the post, what you see is the posts talk about things like ESG. Now, we all know what ESG is because, you know, we have people like Jan Hyde from Communique explaining it to us through through, through things like uh, LinkedIn. The average person on the street has no idea what that means, to be honest with you. So what they've done is they've taken a kind of very corporate view of the world and moved that into social media, expecting it to 
to resonate. And, it, you know, it is just obviously so wide of the mark, to be honest with you. So, I mean, I think that's just, a, yeah, that's a good example. I, I think any bank with more than, you know, 10 followers should be posting two or three times every week is my view. So all of those that just are not posting, it's just not good enough, frankly. They must try harder. That's my view. Yeah, I, w- I was going to mention UOB because I thought it was really cool that an incumbent had nailed Instagram, which is quite rare. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also BBVA, they're probably bots, maybe, these followers. Like, they're maybe not organic. That's what I'm thinking. Because they also have one million on Twitter, which is just like, how? <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, that's, a, that's another... Another level of lens that we could kind of start applying is looking at the quality of followers and things, things like that. But I think, you know, it goes back to like that. I mean, that in itself is a re- if I was a bank, I'd be really interested in who's following me. You know, how many of them have sat down and gone through their follower list and tried to work out what on earth's going on? You know, that that's a basic thing. They've all got access to the information. It's all public information. No, Afshan and I shouldn't have to go and have a look at this stuff. <laughs> um, so, it, I mean, it's just a good example of what, what's there. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good point. Great. So, thanks so much for for summarising those insights. Uh, people listening who want to read the entire, because there's a lot more actually. Uh, we'll we'll add the link to the report um, in the show notes. But finally, I kind of wanted to cover maybe some actionable advice for fintech companies who are listening to this and are like, okay, I know I need to do social media but I'm not sure where to get started. I don't really want to, I don't really have the resources maybe to do every single channel consistently, high quality. Yeah, so what what would you tell them? My suggestion would be, I think even if it's uh, not something which is, uh, you know, uh, a very diverse set of uh, plan which you have, if you just start with something targeted towards a particular customer segment or start with a particular product and build your story around it, that is when people will start, you know, seeing that, okay, they're talking about something and it makes sense. So if there's a structure to it, I guess uh, there's uh, that's a good starting point to have. And other than that, it's just the consistency of the posts being more frequent in posting and uh, of, uh, obviously the quality is something which will matter eventually. So, yeah. I think, I mean, if you know where what you're, who you're targeting, then, you know, I'd do a match against the the particular kind of platforms and maybe start, um, as Afshan's suggesting, with, you know, a limited, like start with one and perfect one and then kind of build out from there, to be honest with you. So if it's if it's sort of the demographics are younger, then I would I would say Instagram is is a good place. If it's sort of more middle aged, then Facebook is is probably the right place to go. You know, so I, I, I think it's just sort of uh, looking at the kind of fundamentals. But, you know, I really agree with everything Afshan said. I think start small and kind of grow from there. But, you know, there is Google it as well. There's a lot of people out there with advice on, you know, how to do social media properly. You know, my daughter was showing me like she's helping someone with a retail store in terms of posting. And she was showing me what she does before and after each post. And I was like, oh. There's quite a lot on either side, to be honest with you, if you want to kind of get more followers and things like that. So, you know, have a look at what's out there in terms of advice. And also a good, good, good tip would be go follow New Bank, UOB, Chai, Monzo. Absolutely. Read our report. 
Uh, we have regional reports as well, which, um, you, you know, we, we've actually put a charge on, um, but, you know, they go into much more detail around the, the different regions themselves. So have a look at those. And, um, you know, Afshan and I are always open to talking to anyone. We love to chat, don't we? Yes, a lot. <laughs> so, you know, if people, people are interested in picking our brains, then we're very open to that as well. And I'd, finally, I'd love to ask you one final question, which is in your report, you talk about unique initiatives. And I quite like that. I have two questions, which is which one was your favorite unique initiative? You've briefly mentioned some before with the gambling block, et cetera. So which one was your favorite one? And how do you think a fintech company can go around, you know, figuring out what their unique initiative is? Well, I, I mean, I, yeah, I do. I think the gambling block is a really because if you if you look at what Monza have done is they've promoted themselves through various media around it. And, you know, so there's a thread of a story there. Um, and I think that's, so it's part of their, it's part of their heritage, it's part of their their brand. So I think it's, it's a really good example. So I think, you know, actually the job of social media is around communications and servicing, but it's where they kind of meet. And I think, I would go back to the values that the fintech has and, you know, their broader purpose and say, well, how do you take that broader purpose and make make that kind of come alive through what you do, you know, through the words you speak and the actions that you that you have. And I think, you know, it's it, we live in a world where you can't hide from your brand promise. You know, once you've made the promise, you need to start delivering it. And that's kind of essential. And I think you know, bringing the purpose to life is 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 very critical. I think uh, one unique one which I want to highlight would be, I think, again, from Monzo, uh, what they really do well is uh, look at customer insights from their entire user base and then share specific uh, events or, you know, um, or like shoot-ups in a savings, a savings wall uh, pots or something like people uh, are uh, spending on this uh, on a particular day. And those are insights which people find, you know, they just feel like you're pointing out what I'm doing right back at me and makes them uh, also relate with uh, the user base uh, in the particular region. So that was something which Monzo does really well. And uh, I found it very unique across all the banks. Year in review, right? That's what it's called. Uh, year in review yeah, yeah, as yeah. well as uh, general insight. So what they did in uh, Feb was that uh, when the lockdown, uh, the end of the lockdown was announced for 21st June, they saw, saw a shoot up in saving spots being created called 21st June people saving up for the end of the lockdown and they shared that oh. as an insight on their yeah, social media and people were going crazy sharing uh, screenshots of their pots and various images and uh, all of that. <laughs> yeah, that's a great example of a company kind of mixing marketing with uh, social media and with uh, product, obviously, because yes. that has to, and data analytics. So yeah, at the end of the day, that's probably a very, yeah, a very unique, good way of using your unique product. So yeah, thanks so much, Afshan and Dave, for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you. Thanks oh, a lot. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find all the information and show notes over at fintechmarketinghub.com. If you'd like to come on the podcast or just share some feedback, don't hesitate to get in touch with us. We're always looking for ways to improve the podcast. That's all for today. See you next time.